Okay, let's get started. Parshas Kisisa Purim Tavshin Ein Hey, a little uh, early edition since uh, later this week is uh, Chaga Purim. So again, as we uh, usually do, let's f- focus most of the time on the the parsha and hopefully one or two thoughts at the end relating to Purim and actually one relating to Purim and the parsha connecting Parshas Kisisa with uh, with this week's parsha. But we start off with the beginning, as we know, the first two aliyos and Parshas Kisitsa are huge. Uh, uh, most assume that, why is that? Because the second aliyah is all about the Chet Egel, and we want to make sure that a Kohen or a Levi gets those aliyos, because they do not um, take part in the, uh, the Chet Egel, so that's why they're the ones that can get the aliyos. That's the large story of the Parsha. And then the rest of the Parsha deals with uh, other events uh, that flow from the uh, major story, Vayachal, and other um, parts of the story that come up. But we start off with Shabbos. Shabbos, one of the seven times that Shabbos is mentioned in the Torah, is found at the end of the first Aliyah. If you look in Perak Lamadal of Pasik Gimel, the Torah tells us, Pasik Yud Gimel, it is an os, it is a sign for generations. Vladas ki ani Hashem mekadeshchem. Keep Shabbos. Achash absosay tishmaru. Says the mechilta. Source number one, line number two. Ube mechilta kan. Lama nemar. What is the message of achash absosay tishmaru? Again, we can talk about Shabbos over and over again, which we which we do. Since it says, don't do any malacha, the general rule of the source of the Isurei Da'araisa on Shabbos, ainly eladvarim shehemisha malacha. So I know to include all the losases, all the 39 categories of malacha, the avos. Dvarim shehemisha shvus minayin. How do I know to even include those items called shvus? which we usually translate as Isurei de Rabbanon on Shabbos, as in Shvus de Shvus. How do you know to even include Shvus? Tamil Lomar, as Shabsosai Tishmoru. Lahavid Varim Shehemishum Shvus, or Shvos. From the word Shabsosai. Says the Mechilta, not only is Malachi included, but also Dvarim Shehemishum Shvus. So what does that mean? So it definitely does not mean as we understood or just explained it, Yisrael Durabanan, because they are just that. This type of Lashon in the Medrash sounds like it's a drasha on a Daraisa level. This, the Shavusim are Yisrael Durabanan on Shabbos. So there must be a deeper, different idea here. What is the Medrash trying to include about what we're supposed to learn and get out, get out of Shabbos? So Al-Derak Jerush says the Hadrash V'ha'iyun, Rabbi Yilavin as follows. V'hinei where it's underlined. Shabbos hu yom hanoad me'es Hashem l'menucho v'shvisa. As we know, the purpose of Shabbos, of every Shabbos, maybe this Shabbos especially, following on the heels of Purim, right? Shabbos is a day of rest. Shabbos is a day of menucha and shvisa. Bo yanuach ha'adam v'yishpost mikalam avoda. We stop the heavy lifting, so to speak. And if we desecrate it and we violate one of the categories, we're going to have a carbon, or worse. Amnam. But says the Drashvah cessation and stopping our normal activities sometimes could work against us. Sometimes if we stop what we're doing, sometimes if we're mavatel, our regular rote, that leaves room for danger. Because when we sit and don't do what we normally accomplish, so what are we doing? What do we fill our free time with? What do we fill the time with when we're not doing our regular activities that we do Sunday through Friday? So Shabbos is an opportunity, but it also might represent a danger if we don't fill the time correctly. Amnam lefamim. Sometimes the cessation, the stoppage of malacha could lead to trouble. When somebody's involved in malacha, when we're working, sometimes we don't have time, time to do things that we shouldn't be doing because we're just busy with life. Who has time to waste time during the week? There's no, nothing to worry about. But when we're not doing what we owe, when we're the normal activities, we can't 
be involved with electronics. And we can't be involved, we can't drive. And we can't write. And we can't this. And we can't that. So what are we doing? What are we filling our lives with? Az Yitzro Misgaberalov. We might strip and fall into the net of sin. And if that's true, then Shabbos is working against us, not helping us. It's an opportunity, but it's an opportunity where we could fall. But obviously, we have to do our best to make sure that the opportunity of Shabbos is just that. It's an opportunity for greatness. And it's an opportunity for greatness is an opportunity to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Line 14. L'zakos ha-nefesh To purify ourselves. Mashiach shalasos. B'chol yimei ha-shavua. What we can't do or focus on during the week. And as we go through life, and as one gets older, one realizes the, the need for Shabbos. The more we have life, the more we need. We can't imagine a life without Shabbos. B'yoso ha-melvi ha-geya kalayom la-havi teref That's what's being alluded to in the Medrash. I only know Losasa Kamalacha. How do you know? Also, Shvos is included. Make the cessation a holy one. Make your stopping something to be proud of. Rock line 17. Rock on Dvarim Shemishim Shvos in Lasos Bo. In Lasos Beshavitz Varmashir Ashvisa Goremesosam. Don't do things that the stopping itself causes. Levalosa Shabbos Medivar Hevel Verusruach. Just wasting the time. We have to make sure that we make the most of our holy. Day to fill the time. We know life is a vacuum, and if we're not involved in one thing, we're involved in something else. So Shabbos is an opportunity to be involved in Dvarim Shevik Dusha. And he says, "Look what I wrote back in Yisro." So if he says that, you got to look for a second. It's the same idea I gave you in source number two, and going over to three, the same idea that uh, the Drashva Ha'ian mentions there. And he mentions it based on a medrash. The first paragraph is the same idea, but go to the second paragraph, line 20. Umayokru divrei katuv, the pasuk in Yeshayahu, which tells us, Ashrei enosh yasezos, uven avdam yachzikpa. Praised is the man that does this. Bottom of the first page. Uven avdam yachzikpa. And the man who grabs this, Shomer Shabbos mechalalo, v'shomer yado me'asos kalra. Two phrases. Shomer Shabbos mechalalo, Keep Shabbos from violating, desecrating. V'shomer yado me'asos kalra. And guard your hand from doing anything evil. What's the double lashon? Shomer Shabbos mechalalo, don't violate and don't do anything wrong. What do you mean? Doing anything wrong is violating. What's the double lashon? Shomer Shabbos mechalalo, v'shomer yado me'asos kalra. Because even when we don't violate. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do with that extra time on our hands? What are we going to be involve ourselves with our children? What are we going to do at the Shabbos table? Says the says the Drashva Ha'iyun, Muhulalu Mi'ushar, Hiwa Isha Shayasazos, Va Adam Ashayasik, Bazea Klaal, the following Stop doing what we normally do, but also make sure there's no Dabara. Turning the page, Klomar, Sheyishmar Yadome Asos Kalrabi Yomashabis, when we're Panui Miavoda, what do we use our free time for? To spend time with the family, to spend time getting close to Akadish Barakhu. As we spoke about last week, the beautiful thought, we say Tseishem Lashalam, because we say to the Malachim, please take leave, because now it's just us and God. Just us and Hashem at the Shabbos table. Even the Malachim don't have the chance to stay with us at the Shabbos table. That's what Yishayel Anavi is alluding to us. Interestingly, two prakim, before he tells us in Shayon Nun Ches, the Kibadato, the Makavakavit Shabbos, and Onik Shabbos, this is in Shayon Nun Vav, two prakim earlier, this is what he tells us. Okay, so this gets us started tonight. The message of Shabbos, the message of using Shabbos not just as a day of not to do something, but a day of to do something, to get something accomplished, to bring us closer to HaKadosh Baruch. Now let's move on to maybe the question of the Parsha which we've spoken about many times over the last number of years, the question. And we're going to give two answers, one now and one, Be'ez Hashem, later in this year. The first one is source number four. We'll focus on the words of Rav Chaim Shmulevitz. Says the Sichos Musr, how did they fall? How was it? Maimon Harsinai, the Dordea, the Kriyas Yamsuf, just six weeks, not six weeks early, six weeks before Maimon Arsini, but six weeks plus 40 days, right? Shavasa So how many months is that after the Egel? Six months? 
How did it happen? How did they fall so quickly, so deeply? One message can we learn from the Chaita Egel. Vayar Moshe says the Pasuk, beginning of source number four. Ki Boshesh Moshe Lared Espinahar. Moshe was delayed. Moshe was late. Now we know the Medrash that the Satan showed the, 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 the world getting dark and the, and Moshe <coughs> as if he died, which we'll get back to that. But all of a sudden, Vayaseu Egel Masecha. Vayomru. Eila Lohecha Yisrael. Rashi says, Eila Lohecha Veloma Nomar Eila Lokenu. The Erev Rav. They did the Egel. So what happened? How is it possible? And how, even if we, as Rashi does, blame it on the Erev Rav, who were these Erev Rav? Remember, these were Egyptians or non-Jews who, who wanted to come along because they were so inspired. They were so amazed. So they willingly came along. Nobody asked the Erev Rav to come along. So Rashi, throughout his commentary in this week's parasha, says, the Erev Rav, the Erev Rav, the Erev Rav. Okay, and we always say, okay, it wasn't us, it was the Erev Rav. Oh, but they convinced us. They, we brought them. And let's talk about the Erev Rav for a minute. So how did they fall? They were so inspired to come along with Am Yisrael, the most downtrodden nation of slaves, when we left. But they saw something. The Makos. They, they, had, uh, they saw, they were objective. They realized what was happening. Line, f- line five. How did they come to this sin? Shari Amru Chazal, after a Chazal, tell us, Rasa The Shifcha, the maidservant on the Yam, saw what the greatest prophets didn't see. Vadai. They also saw it. So how did they fall? How did they fall? That's the Shaiva. Says Reb Chaim Shmuel it's a thought that many say, but we'll see it through his eyes this year. Says Reb Chaim Shmuel line fifteen, Mavur Mizeh, Ki Al Yedei Godel HaHasaga VaHakar Kishala Atzma. When we have a divine revelation, when we have a, a feeling of Hakadosh Baruch Hu being close to us, that itself does not guarantee a lasting relationship. The moment does not guarantee anything. Nothing's going to change unless there was something leading up to the moment and something that follows the moment. Even if somebody is zoche to the most unbelievable revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kriyas Yamsuf! If we didn't prepare for it, if we didn't work for it, and we don't work to keep it afterwards, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. Yes, the Shivcha Alayam saw, but what was she a minute later? She was still a Shivcha. Rasa Shivcha Alayam Alayam Mashallah Ra Yechesko Ben Buzi. Life's not about the moment. It's what we did to lead up to the moment and it's what we do after the moment. Life is not about what we do at the Purim Suda. It's about what we do the week before Purim and what we do the week after Purim. Do we prepare for it and do we take it with us? That's what life's about. Not just about the moments, but it's about the preparation and the aftermath. Says the... Continuing on the top line, the calls that Amor b'misha zacha ba'asaga gavov akaranala b'lo achanav avoda ukezochem in a hefker. When does it not last? Why didn't it last for the shivcha? Because there was nothing beforehand. Lo kain hanaviim. The neviim. How does one become a navi? We've read it in the past. The Rambam says nevuah is something natural. If we perfect ourselves and we work on ourselves and we come, we become tremendous. Tremendously perfected spiritual individuals, Mamela, we become a Navi. But it's only because we have that leading up to it. Lokin and Naviim, the Naviim are different. They didn't just have a moment, they had Madrega. What does it mean? Oh, to reach a Madrega. You reach a Madrega. He doesn't focus. This is just being added right now. You reach a Madrega only because you went Darga Achar Darga. Right? Dargos, every Darga. Brings you to the Madrega, flipping of the letters a little bit. But step by step by step brings me up to a certain level. Until we reach that level, that's a Navi. 
The Erev Rav, what'd they do? Nothing. The Erev Rav, they were a multitude, a mixture. They were inspired, but it was given to them. It's given to them on a silver platter. That doesn't last. If we don't work for something, and if we don't work to hold on to something, it's not going to stay with us. Whether it's Torah, whether it's a Yontif, whether it's anything in Yahadus or in life. They saw God's God's divine presence as as much as one could see. The Gam Haim Heru they also said Zeh say means with clarity of vision. Zeh you could point to it. They point to their son. Zeh so Yisrael. Ulamim kolzos, but with all this, b'mahutam nisharu erev rav kishahayu. They didn't take it with them. They didn't change themselves based on the the experience that they had. Vagam shezachul akar nalo behira. Even though it was so clear at the moment, lo shinsa akarazuba mahusam davar, it didn't change their outlook. Kizachul azem in hashamayim v'lo ayideh yigiyah va'amal. Because they got it from a kadosh baruch who gave them a present. It wasn't with any Amelus. And therefore, by the first Nisayan, the first Moshe is not here, the first worry, the first challenge to their belief system, they threw it away. They threw it away. That's what happens if you're an Erevraf. If you don't work for something, you could have the most major event happen, but it's not going to last. Not going to last. And he gives an example of Micha in the next paragraph, which we're not going to go to, but he gives other examples. Line 23, Bilam. Harasha was a tremendous Navi. Right? Chazal tell us he was on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu in Nevuah. Sha'afal Picha Zachala Darkas Nevuah Kishel Moshe, line 24. He didn't change. He was the same Bilam that he was beforehand. Venishar Bilam Harasha Kishahaya. Even after, if you think about it, even after the whole experience that he goes through, where the donkey talks to him, one of the most amazing psukim in the entire Torah, the donkey turns around and talks to Bilam, and what does Bilam do? He doesn't say, oh my gosh, Hashem's in charge. He just answers the Bilam. He says, what are you doing? Keep going. Unbelievable. Because Bilam's nevuah didn't affect him. He didn't let it shape him and mold him. It was a nevuah. He got it, but he was the same Bilam, Biliam, right? Without a, without a nation, without anything to stand for. And the same thing says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz by Yeravam, Yeravam Benavat. So much potential, so much potential when the when the Malchus split. In the times of Rechavam, Rechavam and Yeravam, before Shetzel, Yeravam and Nevat, Vihinei, Vihinei, Ishu Elokim Ba, Mi Yehuda, Midvar Hashem, El Beit El, Yeravam Omeid Al Mizbech, Laktir, Bilam goes, Vichulu, and the story is told again, he doesn't change. The same Bilam, the same, I'm sorry, the same Yeravam, Reinu Lehedya, Ki Akarasu Vachabura Shal Yeravam, Ki Eno Milvado, Lashintas Drachav Malalav. If it doesn't affect us, if we don't work for it, it doesn't change us. And that's all. The secret of it is all in what the Gemara says in Megillah. The Gemara tells us, line 44, I got something, I didn't work for it, don't believe him because it's not going to last. Because life's about working for things. Life's about working for our experiences. All Ruchani experiences only come with preparation and with security and guards. How do I keep this? How do I make this part of me? And Purim sometimes, in the, in the, in the big world out there, it's a weekday. Sometimes we're working on Erev Purim all the way until the last minute and, and we got to get home. And So we got we to gotta do what we can. We got to dig in. We got to find time. We got to read over the Megillah beforehand. We got to we got to bring Purim into our families' lives before Purim because that's the only way to get the experience, the full experience that we're supposed to have through the story of Purim. Okay, moving right along. Paragraph and Gimel. Now towards the end of the first section of the story. 
Moshe confronts Aaron. We spoke about Aaron already last week. How interestingly, Aaron kept the Kahuna Gedola, even though he took part in the Egel Azahav. Moshe Dobbins for him. We discussed that last week. And now we have, towards the end, after the beginning of the of the section after the Egel, Hashem says to Moshe, You have a, a hard-necked nation. I'm nervous. If I'm, if I'm there and I get mad at them, they're finished. So Moshe gets ready to daven. But what did Moshe do? And Moshe took his tent. Moshe put his tent outside. And whoever was Mavakish Hashem would go out to the Oamoid and ask Moshe what he wanted to ask. There is an amazing Gemara in Mesachah Sanhedrin. Very difficult Gemara to understand. Says the Gemara is quoted in the Maharal, beginning of source number six. Again, one of the Svarim that uh, takes the Maharal. This is from Nitiv Ha'anava and puts it on Seder Aparshios. Says the Gemara in Chelek, beginning of source six. Vayishma Moshe Yipalapanov. Moshe hears about it and he falls on his face and eventually he even goes outside the camp. Mashmu Shama, what did what did he hear? Amr Shmor Barachmeni, Amr Biochanan, and this also contributed his going outside. Shechashduhu Me'eshus Ish. They all were choshed him that he was doing something with their wives. Shechashduhu Me'eshus Ish says the Gemara. Shene'emar vayikanu l'moshe b'machane. Amar Roshmo bar Yitzchak melamed shekalecha ve'echa kineyas ishtomi Moshe. Each husband warned their wives, make sure you don't have privacy and seclude yourself with Moshe Rabbeinu. Shene'emar Moshe yikachas ha'ohel v'natalo michutz l'machane. And the question is, in the summary of the Maharal, what? Moshe Rabbeinu he was just on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't eat. He didn't drink. He didn't sleep. And he comes down and he breaks the luchos. And they see, a, they see his, his, head, his face is shining. Moshe Rabbeinu, are we talking about the same person? Ha'avel absurd. What is the Gemara talking about? How could the Jews have such a chash? Not only, Moshe even left his own wife let alone any of their wives. The unique Navi, the four differences the Rambam writes between the Navu of Moshe Rabbeinu and the old Shar Neviim. To bring the Torah to Am Yisrael. Moshe Karolano Asayam Shetivech Memeshach Arboem Shana this is who they're choshed. Don't be with Moshe. I'm nervous about that guy. What are we saying? And it's not even one person. Okay, you might say, doesn't on Aviram, don't like him. Okay, fine. But it says, he had to move out of the neighborhood. He couldn't. He couldn't be there. What's the higayon? What is going on here? If so, if you have the gadolador, the biggest rashka bahag, and somebody starts defaming that person, what, we, we make sure that guy doesn't say another word. And everybody's saying it about Moshe Rabbeinu. What's going on here? And the Maharal says, as many Mepharshim on this Parsha say before they give their Pshat, we have to realize we're talking about the Dordea. We can't really fathom the level they're on. But there's still got to be a message for us. It's still formulated in the Gemara as it is. So what's the message for us from this from this Chazal. Says the Gemara line 20, says the Maharal line 27. Isa Besota. There's a Gemara Mesecha Sota in the first parak, Tavdalat. Amr Rabbi Yochanan. Komi sheyeshbo gases haruach, lubasof nichshal beeshes ish. Rabbi Yochanan says, if somebody is haughty, arrogant, gases haruach, 
they could end up being nichshal be'eshes ish. Shene'emar be'eshes ish nefesh ikarat tatsud. What is the connection between the Isra of Eishas Ish, living with a married woman, and Gaiva? Okay, Gaiva is a pretty big Mida. The Rabbi says in Uchaz Deus, one of the two Midos that you can't go to the middle path. The golden mean that doesn't apply to Gaiva and Kas. Gaiva and Kas, those two you got to go to the extreme. Fine. But what's the connection between Gaiva and Eishas Ish? Ma'akesher, madu adavka midazushal Gaiva. And after we explain this, we'll get back to our issue. Says the Maharal, as only the Maharal could say, what's the root of Gaiva or what does Gaiva lead to? And each of us have areas. We have, we have Gaiva in us. Even if we don't think of ourselves as arrogant, but there are elements of arrogance in all of us. We're learning here something deep about the kochos in a person. Here, in the negative way. What arrogance does? Arrogance separates me from everybody else. I am above them. I'm here and the rest of the world is here. This is me and that's them. That's what Gaiva does. It lifts me up out of the 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 regular right the uh, regular you know uh, I'm in the business class in life. You know they're in coach. I might not ever fly business in my life, but in life I'm business. Maybe I'm even first. They're all they're all lower. Who mistalkela kula milamawa? I'm looking at them from above. Who ain't a rowet at smoke his shave bein shavim. Elohu nimsa me ever echad, vesharola bever asheni. Right, I'm over here and they're over there. That's what a balgaiva does. Right, I'm different. I'm special. I'm unique. I'm above. Vilachain, and therefore, says the Maharal, a person like that could be nichshal. What's Ashes ish? Eishazish is an example, but it means not recognizing that there are things that you can't have. Not recognizing that there are things that belong to other people. What do you mean? It's theirs. But I'm above the crowd. So really, I'm better. There's nothing that belongs to someone else. Who nims of America's I'm in the center of the existence. I'm in the I'm in the middle. Adam Kazechai Bahar Gasha Shakoha Olam Nivralo Ubishvilo Baritsono Shalochayavim Lihismamesh. Right, not in a good way, but Bishvili Nivraha Olam. The world was created for me and only me. And everything in the world is there for me to partake of. Even if it happens to be Eishes Chaveri, Rachman Litzlan, and that is Vizel Lo Be Hechrich. He quotes Mimania Stadisti Elu Pashut Lo Roe. Obviously, this is not the the Maharal's language. Lo Roe Es Ha'Acher Sheyispol Me'Amaisim Shelo. I'm the center. Everything is mine, or could be mine potentially. On the bottom of the page now, let's get back to Moshe. Moshe didn't do anything really to warrant this chshad, obviously. But second to last line, line 40, it might be a little light at the bottom. But it's that they all saw Moshe as someone who was different. It's kind of like projection in the psychology world. What I think about someone else is what they say. I say that they think about me. I see Moshe's different, so I'm going to say, oh, he's above me and he's interested in what I have. That's the psychology of it. And that's why they said, because they were in terms of Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, difference. Just like, in their own way, even Aaron and Miriam in Parshas Baha didn't recognize the unique difference of Moshe than every other human being, let alone every Navi. They saw he's here and we're here. And therefore, turning the page, 
if he's above us, line two, Adam Kazehu Misukan Litzibur. This type of person is dangerous. Dangerous if he's not one of us. Kivan Shabatenshal, Hushu Magalim, Kalashar Yirtse, Kachieh, Kivan Shemisharoe. He only sees himself. They didn't realize it was just the opposite. Moshe was above everybody. But that's not how he thought of himself. And that's why Kaddish Baruch Hu taught them. The Ha'ish Moshe line 6. Anav mikala adam asher apneha adama. That's an amazing statement. And who's saying that statement? The narrator of the Torah, meaning God. Hashem declares there's never been a greater anav than Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's amazing. We might be, we are the only religion that has our greatest leader being the one that got closest to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and being the one that was the most humble in front of God. And Hashem himself testifies to that fact. The Anav B'yoser. So they rechoshed him because of the psychological idea of his being above. But Chas V'Shalom, that that was the case. Okay, moving right along. Two very interesting Unique thoughts. So Moshe Rabbeinu Davins and Davins, and as we know, the first 40 days, till Shavas of Atamas, Moshe Rabbeinu was on the mountain getting the first luchos. He comes down, Shavas of Atamas, he breaks them, he goes up for another 40 days to Davin. But before it, he says, don't kill them, and he says, okay, I'm not going to kill them. And then he goes up to get full forgiveness, and then he's going to get the second luchos. But he invokes, as we know, the Yud Gimel Midos, the 13 Midos of compassion of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in Perak Lamedalad, we, we're going to lane it, Beth Hashem, on, uh, on Wednesday, on Tainus Esther. Hashem, Hashem, Kalrachum Rachum Erech HaPayim V'Rav Chesed V'Emes, etc. So one of the Midos, as we know, and if we're Medayik, not for now, but we speak about this a lot before Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara that tells us, if you want, if we want Rachamim, we have to mention and call out these Midos. That's what we all say it by laning. Because we want to invoke those mitos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the language of the Gemara is Ya'asu L'fana Kaseh we got to act like that also. We can't just say it. we got to be like him. We have to be compassionate. We have to be Rachum Chanun. And the one we're going to focus on now, for a moment, Erech HaPayim. Erech HaPayim. Patient. Literally. Erech Arichus. Long HaPayim. To anger, to face letting things slide, not getting upset. There is a Gemara in Mesechus Tainus that tells us about someone who perfected this Midah of Erech Apayim, of somebody who let things slide who didn't get upset. And that was Rabbi Akiva. Says the Gemara in Tainus Chavhei. Beginning of source number 8, the Gemara is quoted. Tadar Abanan. There was a story, there was a, what's the whole third parak in Tainus about? It's all about stories about droughts. There was a story, there was a drought, and Rabbi Elazar goes in front, and there's the chazin, and he davins, and he davins, and he says the special Shmona Esrei, it's not really Shmona Esrei, right, the, the Torah Tamima, the uh, writes in one of his svarim, in the Baruch Sha'amar, that he's very upset, what we do, what I just did. Why do you call Shmon Esrei Shmon Esrei? Like on Shabbos, we say, have they up to Shmon Esrei yet? Shmon Esrei means 18, which is 19 brachas. On Shabbos, you only have 7. You shouldn't call it Shmon Esrei. Call it the Amida. Call it Tefillah. But we call it Shmon Esrei. That's what we do. The longest Shmon Esrei of the year is on Rosh Hashanah. It's not Shmon Esrei. We should call it 9 brachas. The longest Amida. Okay, but that's what we do. So on a fast day, in the days of old, they had 24 brachos in the Amida. In the Amida. Six extra brachos. So he said all of those brachas, no rain. Rabbi Akiva goes up to the bima and says one sentence. Avinu malkeinu, einlanu melech ata. Starts pouring. Starts pouring. And as people are wont to be, everybody in the back of the shul starts talking. Oh, Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva's the man. Rabbi Lazar. I don't know what's, I don't know. I don't know, Rabbi Lazar. They're talking about Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar had Boscos come out of Shemayim to give him covered in the Loba Shemayim Gemara. But people are people. Right? They start talking, being Moranin after Rabbi Lazar. So you know what God does? He brings another Bosco. Don't talk about my Rabbi Lazar that way. Yotazah Bosco Biyamra, line 6. Lo Don't think 
that the reason it started pouring was because Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Lazar. That's what the Basko said. Don't think that, you know, Rabbi Akiva is greater. Ella, but there's one difference between them. Rabbi Akiva lets things slide. He's Ma'avir Almidosav, Vizeino Ma'avir Almidosav. And Rabbi Lazar is not a Ma'avir Almidosav. That's the end of the Gemara. Asks the Velt. Asks everyone on the Gemara. What's Pshat of the Bosco? What did the Bosco say? Rabbi Akiva's not greater. He's just Ma'avir Almidosav, Rabbi Lazar's not. So doesn't that make him greater? If he's perfected a certain Midah that Rabbi Lazar has not perfected, so that should make him greater. Every mita that we perfect raises us up. So what does the Mbasko mean? He's not greater. It's just that he's Mavra Amidosav. And that's the end of the Gemara, as if we should understand that. Says of Yisrael Salanter. It's not often that we quote from the Ar Yisrael, or Yisrael Salanter Sefer, but here it is. Says the Ar Yisrael, Simon Chavchez there, the, the, the second part of Yisrael Salanter Sefer was put together by Rav Yisrael Bluzer, his Talmud, the Koch Vayar, um, but says the Ar Yisrael, says Rav Yisrael Salanter, Yechlechor, where it's underlined, Yipalem Ha'od, Halo Hamidah, if anyone should talk about Midos, it should be the founder of the Musar movement, Rav Yisrael Salanter, right here, very, uh, very Hashkacha, Hashkacha-like, Halo Hamidah, Zosham Avra Midosav, Bilvad, Taspik, Lahagdil, Malos Rabbi Akiva, or Belazar, I don't understand such Rav Yisrael Salanter, Rabbi Kiva was Mavra Midosav, so he should be called greater. Kiyadua, Kamagodo, Koach Zos. We realize how great this Mita is. And, and even Chazal tell us, and let's keep this in mind, because we're going to get back to this, in line 12, Kola Mavra Amidosav, Ma'avirun Lakopshav. Whoever lets things slide, he will have his judgment, you know, worked out, worked out for him. If you let things slide, God will let things slide in front of you. So what does the Bosco mean that it's not greater? It's such an amazing thing to be a Mavra Midosa. It's so hard, but it's so great. Says Rabbi Saul Salanter. You see this is written about from the Kokhayar. Right? And this is a perfect addition to what we mentioned last week. Last week we spoke about the Gemaras and Shabbos, about Hillel and Shammai, and all the converts coming to Shammai, and Shammai throws them out, and Hillel, they come to Hillel, and Hillel says, sure, fine, you know, he puts his arm around them, and we spoke last week about the, because uh, one of them was about the Big Day Kahuna, that was the, the connection to the Sava. Says Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, we read that Gemara, says Rabbi Yisrael, we get the wrong impression about Shammai. We think Shammai is this, is this person who like has, doesn't have great midos and he's just a difficult person to work with and he's, he's stubborn and he's an auction. Chas Mishalom, we're talking about one of the great Tanoim. Shammai. Shammai and Hillel. Pirkei Avos. But you read that Gemara, you kind of like cannot get that impression. You like Shammai. Okay, we love Hillel. Hillel had patience and... So Shammai had, diff- had a difficult personality. That's how we read the Gemara. You think if Shammai didn't want to work on his Midos, he couldn't have perfected that Midah? Of course he could have. Obviously, Hillel was unique, not taking away anything from Hillel. But let's not rank on Shammai, says Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. It's inappropriate to talk about one of the great Tanoim in this way. And that's not the shot of that Gemara. Line 21. Ha'olam choshvin. Ama- this is a, you can, you, we will never be able to read that Gemara Chavez again without this Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. And whenever we have Beishamai out there, this affects that too, because they're his Talmidim. The world thinks, Hillel was on a greater level. He went up on the roof in the snow, and he was so nice to these people. Hillel, he's awesome. Shammai had what to work on. That's what we think. That's what we think. Says Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, no, that's wrong. It's a mistake to think that way. Kine Lechora, line 28. It's a take home our Yisrael. We should stand in wonderment. 
Alcidas Kaptanuso Shoshamai. About why he was so machpid. Yadua, Kol Bale Chazal, Avdoras Achronim, all the Tanoim, all the Amoraim. They were Taraso Umnaso. They didn't waste a second. They perfected their religious personalities. Umeata, where it's underlined. Me'ayin no latibas kaptenuso shoshamai. Where was it from? Says of Yisrael Salantar, you know what? It was a conscious decision. Shami and Hillel were very different, but you know what? Both of their personalities and behaviors came from a conscious decision. What brings more kvot shamayim? What would Hashem want? Does Hashem want what we might call Yikov Adam Esahar? Does Hashem want letter of the law? Be a stickler to halacha. Sharp. Action to the words of halacha. If this convert is not committed, no way. Not taking him. Shammai felt that's what Hashem wanted. To be a Midas Hadin type of personality. That Shammai felt was the ultimate. Right? What does Chazal say? The Torah was created with Midas Hadin, but it couldn't last, so he had to put Rachamim. But Shammai would say, but we have to try to do as much as possible, because that's the ideal. That's what he decided. Not that he couldn't perfect himself, Chas V'Shalom. Unbelievable. It's two drachim, avodas Hashem. Right, we have throughout the ages, we have Slobotka and Navardic, we have this and that, we have all many. Right, the godless Adam and shiftless Adam, godless Habori, shiftless Adam. See, here we have Shammai and Hillel. Shammai is Midas Hadin. Shammai is Kapdonus, to be Makbid, the letter of the law. Or vatranus, anivus, letting things go. That was the machlokas. Shammai, line 42. Shammai ha-yesavar ki ebiderech ha-Torah, tsarech ha-adam li-esnai b'midas kaptonus l'kavar ha-Torah. This is what Hashem wants me to do. V'hillel ha-yesvir alay, and Hillel says no. Midas ha-nava. Line in the middle column now. Amnamim ha-shammai ha-yesavar ki hillel. If Shammai... Let's say theoretically Shammai would have been a Talmud of Hillel. Shammai would have acted like Hillel. He would have perfected his nature and done that. That's it. And if you look in Yevamis, the end of the first parak, we discussed this months ago in Dafyomi. But Shammai and Hillel have tremendous machlokos, but you know what? They loved each other. And they married, their families married each other. Because they realized, what do you mean? If Hillel thinks that Shammai is a captain, so what is he doing? The answer is because he knew he was L'shem Shamayim. That is what Shammai and Hillel, what their root machlokas was about. It was a derech avoda. Now on the bottom, kolecha nagavishi taso line thirty six. Shammai makabos charbad kaptanuso. Kamoshe Hillel makabos charbad midas an v'sanuso. Right, Shammai would get schar for doing what he believed, and Hillel for what he believed. But you know what, Lamaisa. Lomaisa, Klai Yisrael, who do we paskin like? We paskin like Hillel and like Beis Hillel. There are Kabbalistic sources, not in Shas anywhere. There are Kabbalistic sources that say maybe he lost a love or Mashiach comes with paskin like Beishamai. Okay, we'll worry about that then. But our world, since the days of the Tanaim, we paskin like Beis Hillel and like Hillel, and that is why we should. That's the goal. The goal is to be like Hillel, not to be a captain like Shammai. Even though if I was a Talmud of Shammai, I should be. Now let's come full circle. Who was one of, if not the most famous disciple in the Beis Shammai? Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Elazar Shamuti who, says the Gemara in more than one place. What Shamuti, a Talmud of Shammai? He was the one that was davening that wasn't answered. And Rabbi Akiva was answered. What does the Baskal say? Don't think one is greater than the other one. Rebbe Lazar is no less as great as Rebbe Akiva. They're both following their Rebbe. Rebbe Akiva was a Talmud of the Beis Hillel. So they're both following their, their Rebbe. They're both going to get Tchar and Shemayim. It just so happens here, I'm going to listen to Rebbe Akiva more than Rebbe Lazar. Why? Because Klai Yisrael are violating. They don't deserve rain. But you know what? The Gemara we started off with. If Rabbi Akiva is a vatran, if Rabbi Akiva lets things slide, God says, you know what? I have to let things slide too. So I'm going to give rain for him. But not because he's greater, but because in this Midah, 
His following his rabbi is going to lead to results in this case. Unbelievable. Right, the last line, the last column now. We have what I just said outside, line eight, Yaduak Yabazar Shamuti, Hainu Matamide Shamai, Vaisvir Lehalaka Kishamai, Shitsura Khadam Lisnaik Bimidasa Kaptonis the Kavana Torah, Akinlahai Ramaro Midosaf. And that's why in the Gemara he's not greater. Right? This is the same thing. What does the Gemara say in Erev and Yud Gimel? The other Baskol. How does that work? The answer is they're both right. They're both L'Shem Shemayim. Why do we pass them like Basilos? The Gemara says, That's what the world needs. The world needs to follow that Midah. Right, like the like you could also relate this to the Chazonish and the Chashchita, the Chazonish, famous Chazonish, that all the halachas about treating Rishayim in certain ways don't apply. Bizman Hazeh. Today it's all love. Today it's Aleinu Lachziram Bavosos Haava. His lashon, right? Because that's that's today we even more, we need more. We need extreme Beis Hillel, not violating halachas. But that's what we do. We follow Rabbi Akiva, Fiatzarecha Kamocha. We follow Beis Hillel. And that, and follow Hillel, and that's, that's the beautiful, amazing thought of the Ar Yisrael. Very, very special. Okay. Moving right along. Something sharp. Classic from the Chanukah Satora, the Rebbe Reb Heschel, the Rebbe of the Shach and the Taz. Source number nine. Says the Rebbe Reb Heschel. We know at the end of the Parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu has to put on a veil. This will be the last one in the Parsha, then we'll get to two thoughts on Purim, but one will be related to the Parsha as well. We know, at the end of the Parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu has to put on a veil. Why? Because his face shone. This, of course, is the, is the Pasuk where the great artists throughout history uh, used to create Jews with horns on. It doesn't say anything about horns, it says Karne Hahod. Horns, if you want to call it a horn, of glory. Doesn't seem something physical. But we have a shine. So the Medrash asks, where did Moshe get this shine from? Beginning of source number nine, top right of the page. Medrash Rabbah. Where did he get this shine from? So says the, says the Medrash, fascinating. What was left when Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the, wrote the whole Torah, what was left in the ink bottle. When he finished, he had a little extra ink. So what was left in the ink bottle, and v'kimcha b'tzitzis rosho shamosha, and um, I should take that back. When I when Baruch who gave the luchos and the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu, not what Moshe, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, whatever it means, wiped it on Moshe's head, and that gave him the shine. Something about what was left over. Ask the Rebbe Reb Heshel. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whatever the mashal is, Hashem is writing the Torah up in Shemayim. Remember the Gemara Menachis, Hashem, Moshe's, uh, Moshe went up to Shemayim and he sees Hashem uh, sewing the crowns onto the letters. So Mo, Hashem wrote the Torah upstairs, whatever that means. Message for us. But Hashem wrote the Torah, so Hashem put ink in the bottle and what does the Medrash say? There was a little left over. So Hashem's like, okay, I have left, what, what am I going to do with this? So he wipes it on Moshe's forehead. What, God didn't know how much he was going to need? Ah, you know what? Sometimes there's a little extra left. A little extra, you know, we, you know, we, uh, we, bring, we bring a bunch of forks to the table to set the table, and we bring one extra one, you know, the one out of six weeks, that it works out perfectly. I'm like, ah, oh, Hashgacha. Hashem wanted it to be perfect this week. But most of the time, we're like one or two off. What, Hashem didn't know? He just took a bunch of ink? What's going on here? What, there's a little ink left? What does that mean? Hashem knew what he was going to write in the Torah. So says the Rebbe Reb Heshel. And also, just to add, what does the ink have to do with Moshe's face shining? What is the ink? Ink makes your face dirty. doesn't make your face shine. So it's not physical ink. Fine. But what does that mean? So he says, let's get back to a Pasik in this week's Parsha, which relates to last week's Parsha. We know Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, Hashem, you have to forgive the Jews. Because if you want to wipe out the Jews, wipe me out too. I don't want to be here if they're not here. Wipe me away. Erase me too. 
And that, obviously, Hashem listens to it. says, okay, fine, I'm not going to wipe them out. But Chazal tell us, because, most, because Moshe Rabbeinu said that, erase me, every, se- every statement that a tzaddik says has some effect. So that is why Moshe had to be erased from one parsha in the parshius where his name should have been last week, Tetzaveh. That's the one parsha from, say, Parsha Shmos through Parsha Masay that Moshe Rabbeinu's name appears in every parsha except for Tetzaveh. In Sefer Tzvarim, it does not appear in some. Why? Because Moshe is talking. Moshe is talking for six weeks, so he's not going to talk about himself. So Moshe is talking, so it doesn't, it doesn't come up in, uh, in all the ones in Dvarim. But it, it, everyone in Sefer Shmos, but Midbar. But it's a fulfillment of this. Says the Rebbe, Reb Heshel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he got the kolmis, when he got the ink ready to write the Torah, so to speak, he had it ready to have Moshe Rabbeinu's name in every parsha. That's what he had the ink. He was going to write it. But then when this whole story happened with the Egel and Ive, what's going to be? Moshe says, erase me. Moshe I says, like, no, oh man, now i got to erase your name from somewhere. He takes it out from Tetzaveh. That's the extra ink. It's the extra ink that Hashem didn't put Moshe into Tetzaveh. And says the Rebbe Reb Heschel, that's what made him shine. The Mesiris Nefesh for Am Yisrael is what gave Moshe Rabbeinu the shine. A Acharifus. Sharp. Line 11. Chalalav Onsho. Velo nizkar shmo beparshas tetzav nimsa De oso diosha yeroi lichtov Moshe. Hoya nishar ba'akumis. So what does Hashem do? He gives reward to Moshe. He wipes it on his forehead. What does that mean? You are Moshe Nefesh, I'm giving you a shine. Because when you help a fellow Jew... You start shining. And you know what? When you felt, when you help the entire Jewish people, you can't even imagine the shine that came. Because that was what makes us shine. When we help others. Moshe helped all of us. Hashem gave him the shine. Okay. Let's move on to Purim. Okay. One thought relating a little oneness of Purim, a small thought, and then a little uh, uh, more extensive thought. Both of these thoughts come from a safer hot off the press just came out this week. The new Rav Nevenzal on Purim. It just came out. The answer came out. Somebody brought it to me. They knew I would like it. And kachavi baruch Hashem. And it's in this week's uh, this week's parsha shir. Says Rav Nevenzal. First, a thought of lamdus. Just something to think about. Something to think about. Let's start with a question that he brings up later. This is source to number ten. There's a machlokes. Let's say it this way. We know. On all other holidays, let's say I don't have any wine. Let's say I have no food. And it's sukkus. I'm on a desert island. I have no food. You know what the halach is? I still say shechianu. I say the brach of shechianu. Because there's a special day here. Shechianu v'kimanu v'gyanu l'azman If it's sukkus. If it, we do it on Yom Kippur. When do we say Shechianu? We say it in Shul. There's no Kiddush there. There's nothing. We say Shechianu because it's Yom Kippur. What happens if you don't have a Megillah? Do you say Shechianu on Purim? You say it on Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah. Even if you don't have any of the Chefsa Shel Mitzvah. What about Purim? The Mishnah Brewer quotes a Machlokas. Tafrei Sadik Bey, Sif Aleph, Sif Katan Aleph, line 15. What's the Machlokas? What's the Nukudas HaMachlokas? What's the Machlokas about? So it says, Nevin's all beautiful. We know all other holidays, there's something inherent in the day. Hashem imbued these days with Kedusha. They're Daraisa holidays. So that's why you say Shechianu. Which reflects a kedushas hayom. Shechianu v'kiyimanu v'yonos banazeh. We don't say shechian. We don't always say shechianu by lulav and shofar. We say it by kiddush. Kiddush is because it's a reflection of the day. The women say it by avakas neiros because that's their first mitzvah of yantif. So let's come to Purim. Purim is rabbinic. Do the rabbis have the power to create a day of kedusha? Halachically, 
Okay, hashkafically, we know it's amazing, there's magic, there's a lot of going on on Purim, but that's hardcore halacha. It doesn't have kedusha. Does it have kedusha or doesn't it have kedusha? That's the machlokas achronim. Did the Rabbanon create a day of kedusha or, in the other way, did they just tell us what to do on this very special day? Do these mitzvos. The Rabbanon have power to create mitzvos to Rabbanon. And we can even say a bracha on them. But they don't have the power to create a day. Right? And he quotes the discussion of the Nesivis that we've mentioned many times in Dafyomi Shirim and other Shirim. Maybe Isurim da Araisa or Achefsa, Isurim da Rabbanon or Gavra. Right? It might relate. But that's the Machlokas, says Reb Nevenzal. Did the Rabbanon create a Kedushas Hayom or not? Rav Nevenzal leans to the Tzad to say that there is no Kedushas Hayom. They didn't change the nature of the day. They just told us to do certain mitzvos. How do you know that? Because Kedusha is always reflected by Isurim. Where do we see that? Think about every time there's Kedusha. Kedushas HaMakom. Kedushas HaZman. Kedushas HaGavra. Kedusha has man. Shabbos has Kedusha. You can't do things on Shabbos. Yontif has Kedusha. There are certain things you can't do on Shabbos, on Yontif. Kedusha has Hamakom. You can't go into the Kodesh Kedashim. We can't go into the Heichal. The more Kedusha there is, the more Isurim there are. A Kohen has more Kedusha. That's why a Kohen has more Isurim than Israel. Because there's more Kedusha. Kedusha is always Losa says. There's no Losa says on Purim. So that's where Nevezal assumes that it is the latter uh, in terms of there are mitzvahs to do and it's an amazing, special, unique day, 100%. But in terms of Kedusha, there's no Kedusha. Okay. But now let's get back to the last thought to mention tonight, which also has to do with our Parsha. Says Nevezal, he doesn't really say this, but we'll ask this question that he's going to answer. Kisisa is always right around Purim. Ma inyin Kisisa lo Purim. Most years, unless it's a leap year. So a lot of Torahs is about Tetzaveh and Purim. Hiachashverosh wore the big day kahuna at the Suda. Even if those that might be listening to this on Friday, which is after Purim, you can still listen to this because you can say this at the Shabbos table, Parshish Kisis. Says, says Reb Nevenzal, what was the root Avera of the Egel? And he asked the question that we asked before. How in the world... Did Am Yisrael fall so fast, so soon? This is the Dardaya. And not only did they, did they fall, Reb Nebuzal asked pointed questions on Chazals and Psukim that we all know. What does the Pasuk say? The, the, or the Medrash. The Satan showed them that Moshe died. So they're all nervous. They're going crazy. Who's going to lead us? So what did they ask Aaron? Asay lanu Elohim. Make for us a God. Ask Reb Nebuzal, Who died? Moshe died. God didn't die. Chas v'shalom. So what were they saying? Even l'shit ha'sam, that the Satan showed them that Moshe died. Why did they ask for a God? They should have asked for a Moshe. Asay lanu Moshe. Go to Aaron. We want another Moshe. Pretty slap in the face to Aaron. Okay, not for now. But, you know, like to Shmuel, make us a king. Right? All the same ideas. But why they ask for a God if Moshe died and nothing else? Number one. Number two. What happens? Okay, the eagle comes out. So what do they say? Oh, this is the God that took us out of Egypt. What? Were they fools? Cesar Nevenzal, I'm not reading so much inside to save time, but Cesar Nevenzal, if they were so foolish to say that, then why did God get so angry at them? If they really thought this cow brought them out of Egypt... This, they just created the cow. How would anybody with a, a little IQ think that this cow brought him out? And if they were so foolish, Hashem shouldn't be angry at them. You should have Rachmanus on them. Have pity on them. I can't believe they're so silly. So what's going on here? So, what Rov Rishonim say, Rav Nevenzal quotes it, but then he's going to add his own unique twist. What Rov Rishonim say is that they weren't really asking for a god. The Ramban and others they were asking for an intermediary. Where's Moshe? Moshe was our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So when they say, I say Lanu Elohim, they weren't really saying make a God, make a connection for us to God. 
That's what they were saying. Fine. The problem then is, so what was so bad about that? So they messed up, in Rav Nevenzal's words, so they created an Egel instead of Kruvim. Fine, that's true. They messed up. So what was so bad that Hashem got so angry at them and Moshe broke the Luchos? Again, many Pshatim. The Beis HaLevi we mentioned in the past. Many Pshatim. Says Rav Nevenzal, so creative. And again, you have it all here, which feel free to go through afterwards. Says Rav Nevenzal, you know what the problem was? Two steps. Step number one. Yes, they wanted an intermediary. But you know what they felt at root? They felt that they could create something that would force Hashra Sashrina. That was the problem. They didn't start like improving and chuva and where's Moshe then we gotta dive in. What'd they do? They thought there was an external way. To bring down God. Moshe brought down God, so we need something else to bring down God. So what are we going to do? Create something. Oh, the ego's here. This. And they start dancing. And they didn't even check. That was the chait. The chait of, I think, that I can be forced Hashem's hand to this world. And it's not only that. If you think about this, if this is the root, says of Nevenzal, if I could, if I think that I could force Hashras Hashrina, then I'm basically saying that there is a power other than God in the world, and that's Avodah Zarah. I think I could create like a magnetic force that could bring God down. That was the Chet Egel. They created an intermediary, but what they think about that intermediary? Right? Says of Nevezal, fascinating. If they would have created the Egel and then said, Hashem, you hear Okay, fine. That would have been good. What did they do after they built the Egel? After they built the Kruvim? They David for Ashras Hashrina. Then they got it. But here, they didn't. Here they said, we can force the issue. And that's Avodah Zarah. But one final point. Says of Nevenzal, Still, there's got to be something else. Because you know what? They kind of had good intentions, even though it's smacked of Avodah Zarah. They kind of still wanted to be connected. So there's one other point. And this, most other Mepharshim don't pick up on, that I saw. There are others, I'm sure. But Rav Nevenzal says it. He says there's another thing that they did wrong. Moshe Rabbeinu said one thing to them before he left. It's amazing. We all know the Pasik. The end of Mishpatim. Before he goes off for 40 days, there's one Pasik of instruction that Moshe gives to the Jewish people. I'm going up to get the Torah. One thing. Five words. That's it. Mi baldvarim yigashalayhem. If anybody has any problems while I'm gone, go ask Aaron and Chur. That was his only instructions to Am Yisrael. Mi baldvarim yigashalayhem. Which the Gemara Babakama uses for something else. And what'd they do? Moshe died! What'd they do? They went and didn't ask Aaron a thing. They told Aaron what to do. They disregarded the Mesorah. They disregarded their leaders. They disregarded their Rabbanim, their Gdole Hadar. Moshe said, you have a problem? Go ask Aaron and Chor. Aaron, where's Moshe? We saw that he died. Don't worry, it's a fake. The Satan's faking you out. Don't worry about it. Or he would have made something something else. Just wait till tomorrow, okay? Just give me 24 hours. I'll handle it, it's okay. No, they went to Aaron. And when they do to Chor, they killed him. They killed Chor. Moshe sees that. He breaks the Luchos. Hashem sees that. Not only did you reject Shechina, and you think you could force the issue, but you think you can make it, you think you could tell the rabbis what to do. You think you're smarter, and he quotes amazing examples. Not going to get into it now, but feel free to read the continuation of Rav Nevenzal. He says that, that's the, that was the problem of the Chet Egel. And then his punchline, that was the problem in the times of Esther as well. B'nai Yisrael, get an invitation to this Suda. The meal, an amazing meal. And what does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk even says that the meal was 
you know, everybody invited, and it even says that the so Kirtzon, I forgot the exact question of the Pasik, that everybody got what they wanted at the meal, ish for ish. The Medrash even says they had the glot kosher. Amazing hachsherim at the Suda. So what do Am Yisrael say to themselves? This is amazing. This is a great opportunity. Let's get close to them. Let's show our loyalty to Achashverosh. How can we not go? Did they ask Mordechai? Mordechai. I can't believe this. You're causing all these problems. And they go to the Suda because this is the best thing that we could do. They didn't ask Mordechai. And they're served wine out of the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash. And Mordechai and the other leaders of the time. There weren't too many other leaders. Maybe Mordechai was it. They don't ask. And even up until nine years later, when the Edict of Haman came out, nine years after the, sto- after the party, only up until then, they, they thought it was Mordechai's fault. He's causing all our problems. He didn't bow down to Haman until finally they realized that they were wrong. And only when Mordechai and Esther say to them, you guys got to fast for three days, and they fast and they listen, that's when Hashem says, Shuvah has been done. They started listening to their leaders, to the uh, people who know better, and I'm going to bring the Geula. So the same root chait could be, suggest from Nevenzal, chait Egel, and the Purim story. So we should just be zochet to all the brachas that just like our Baruch Hu redeemed us. Bizman Purim, we should be zochet to a Geula Shlema, b'mehir of Yameinu.